Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Morgan, you also like, misspelled creator. I, I didn't type this, okay? Yeah. Listen, creator's a hard word, so... I was gonna say, you that. look behind us, okay? <laughs> Abby, you misspelled creator. It's, you put creature. <laughs> creature I mean, of the night. It's all the same, right? <laughs> I, t- I looked at the question, I was like, what? Hello and thank you for listening to the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast. My name is David Shockley. And I'm Morgan Miller. And our special guest today is cosplayer Jenna Say What coming at us from across the internet for our first remote interview. Jenna, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you guys for having me on. So Jenna, I was taking a look at your Instagram and that's where you mainly post, is that right? Yeah, I'm terrible about posting on Facebook and Twitter, but I'm trying to get a little bit better on Twitter. But yeah, I know Twitter's tough right now. I don't know. I, I've also been diving into Twitter a little bit more, and it's really just a, a sea of the unknown. It's almost like the best and the worst of social media. Uh, it's tough. I agree, a hundred percent. And you're just so we get this out of the way. It's at Genesee. What is that? What it is? Yeah, it's. If you, um, it's actually at Jenna underscore say underscore what, only because there was someone that already took it. And I'm like, darn it. That sucks. Oh, that's terrible. But um, actually, mine pops up before anybody else's. So if you actually just search up Jenna say what, it's easy to find. Then you can um, also, my easiest access is like, if you go to my website, www.jennasaywhat.com, all my social media links are posted in there as well. Awesome, awesome. It's it's great having your own website, right? Oh my god, it's it's wonderful. It's magical. Um, I still have to learn a whole bunch because I do my own website editing and everything. So, yeah. Oh wow, really? You don't have someone yeah, else do it? I do. Nope, no one does it. It's all me, and I'm just sitting there going, I think this looks right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great when you have that because you can just say, where do you, where do you go to find your stuff? Just go to the website, and you just give them the website, and everything's there. Exactly. It makes it so much easier, especially in, like you said, like the sea of, you know, unknown, like in Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, like it's so hard to find things and so hard to find like different, um, like local cosplayers or, you know, smaller celebrities. It's much easier just to be able to be like, oh, genesaywhat.com. Boom. There it is. Yeah. What is it about like local people where they don't know how to use hashtags so you can't find them even if you wanted to try? Yeah, I... I've been really good about using hashtags and using um, things like that. Most of the time, the only time that I use the hashtag Jenna Say What is during my October month of cosplay. I tend to hashtag those with Jenna Say What 
but most of the time I'll use like, you know, the cosplay usual hashtags. But yeah, a lot of people don't utilize that. And it, it kind of stinks because like that really does help kind of get you some um, like get people like to notice you. Yeah, it gets that traffic, which I mean for Instagram especially it's becoming harder and harder for like the little guys to be able to get any kind of traffic or get um people to realize that hey I'm actually doing really solid work you should check it out so it kind of stinks but you're right because it turns into it's not how good your the quality of your content is it's almost like how good are you at that SEO I'm sorry uh yeah SEO I almost said SAO uh, SEO, the, that search engine optimization and those tag, tag, hashtag optimizations, which which kind of stinks because y you're right. Like people like you and me, we're not. We might know it a little bit, but like we're not as good as the people who have algorithms figured out who are running out of companies <laughs> doing it. It's annoying. Yeah, I'm. I am really lucky in that aspect in the terms of like um, my husband does analytics for a living. So like he'll try to help me understand those things, but it's so much knowledge being thrown at me that I'm like, uh huh. Uh huh. I got the first quarter of what you told me, and then the rest, I just kind of like everything went static. Eyes <laughs> <laughs> just glazed over. Yeah. They just roll back into my head. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. Great. <laughs> it's tough to learn, even if you are interested in it. Exactly. Yeah. So, how long have you been cosplaying for? Can you give us a little bit of background on what got you into it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I've been doing this for about four years. Um, which a lot of people think I've been doing it for a lot longer, which um, I guess is kind of a compliment in That's a weird a way. Compliment. But I would take it as a compliment. Um, yeah, so um, I started out, um, originally I went in 2014 to um, a con down here in uh, North Carolina called NC Comic Con. And I went, I was in my, my store-bought, Captain America costume that I got from Trashy.com, which is a lingerie store. So be careful when you search that up. <laughs> You're at work. Don't do it. Um, so I ended up buying um, this Captain America and I, I had no shield. So I had to like makeshift a shield uh -huh. and it was atrocious. And I hand drew a star on there. And it, you can tell how wonky it is like in pictures from way back in that time. But I felt so subpar and that's not to say like buying your costume and going to a con is a bad thing because like I 100% support that because sometimes you don't have the time, you don't have the energy, you don't have the resources to just make it. So screw it, buy it, have fun in it. But for me, I was just like, oh my God, I, I met all these people in these massive costumes and I'm like, well, I'm trash here. So, <laughs> and I was like very self-conscious about myself. So I was like, I'm never doing this again. Never. Um, I put it to the side, waited like two or three years later. And that's whenever I finally, um, learned how to sew myself. So I, I ended up sewing, um, my Miss Marvel costume. And that's whenever I felt more in power because I was like, okay, I made this. I feel like I belong here, which uh, Again, kind of goes into like that's my own self-conscious stuff like that's my issue like anybody that buys their stuff you guys are still legit cosplayers don't worry about it but like for me I was just like I, I just I'm such a poser like I felt like such a poser but once I made my my costume I felt really proud of myself because I could not sew on a sewing machine to save my life until that moment so I think that that was more of a confidence booster for me 
And yeah, it, it really made a difference. And I was like, at that point, I think that's when the addiction set in. <laughs> and that's whenever I was like, I'm right in the everything. arm. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was the, the needle to the vein, man. Cause I was like, yep, I'm addicted to this. And like, I think I met just last year and this year I made 20 Harleys. Jeez. So yeah, and that's not even counting like any other cosplays that I made on top of that. Man, how do you even um, ride motorcycles to cosplay conventions? <laughs> that right? <laughs> I built I built Harleys from the ground up. <laughs> totally. I, I have my own shop down. No, I'm just teasing. I, <laughs> I do know how to paint a, a motorcycle, but I haven't done that in like decades at this point. Like whenever I was a teenager, my my guy friends and I would learn how to like repaint our cars i never did because i'm like you know what? i don't have time for this but i'll help you guys paint your car just use um, plastic dip that's where it's at now using like plastic yeah spray. just, just cool throw shit. that plastic dip yeah it'll make it like a nice like matte finish it's great you could Rain use vinyl just, oh, oh yeah vinyl that's wrap. true yeah, yeah vinyl wrap i hear a lot of the guys at work talking about that yeah i mean and when you don't like it just peel it right off right off it's gone magic now i get to pick a different color Oh my god! I I should not be in charge of my car like that. So I'll just keep mine <laughs> the boring gray that it is because otherwise I'm I'm gonna get addicted to that too, and I'll be like I'm gonna change my car color. And my husband cosplay be like, cars. We got it. Yeah, he's car gonna be cosplays. like, why is my why is my credit card bill six grand? I'd be like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> because I needed to make it look like Captain America. Exactly. <laughs> to go with my cosplay. So would exactly. you say that Harley Quinn is probably your favorite cosplay to do? It's kind of funny because most people assume that, but actually Scarecrow is always my number one favorite. He was that cosplay that I, I made where I had an idea in my head and his eyes kind of glow in Arkham Asylum. And I was like, I really want to capture that like glow. And I found this, um, what do you call it? This eyeshadow that is UV reactive. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if you can put like a black light in a hood and it would work. And a friend of mine, uh, Brett, who does amazing steampunk stuff was like, oh yeah, there are black lights that you can put in a hood. It's like a strip light. And I was like, oh my God, I want to try this. And he goes, oh, I have one. I can, we can try it out. And I remember making the hood and holding the black light on it and already had put the eyeshadow on my eyes and a bunch of my friends were surrounding me just to see if this magic idea worked and I was like he turns it on and everybody takes a step back and gasps and I was like is it working and they're like oh my god is it working and I was like <laughs> oh my god and so they're like quick take pictures we have to show her and they started taking pictures of me and showing me I was like oh my god this is this is legit. I'm, I just legit had an idea and just made it come to life. You just leveled so, up. <laughs> yeah, it was my level up. It was like my first major level up. And so I'm always going to associate Scarecrow with that level up. So, um, and the same thing with like the fear injectors, um, we ended up uh, making those glow as well. And I've gotten a lot of other Scarecrow cosplayers or potential Scarecrow cosplayers coming to me for advice on how to make their scarecrow more like mine. So I have a bunch of scarecrow babies out there that I've helped. Um, so yeah, scarecrow will always be my, my number one favorite, but in the summertime I have to kind of 
kind of put him to the side because he gets way too hot because burlap does not breathe at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you got you to gotta do... Uh, yeah, More down. breathable. Breathable, yeah. Right. I... That's whenever Vampirella kind of takes his place and she's like, all right, summertime. That's my time. <laughs> I always said that Scarecrow is my favorite villain. Just like if he... I could have that superpower, it would be so convenient. Just be like, oh, you pissed me off? Pfft, have fun doing that now. Yeah, exactly. I I couldn't agree with you more. And a lot of people, um, a lot of other Scarecrow um, fans have actually talked to me about this. And we really, truly think that he's he's probably like top five um, Batman villains of all time because of his abilities. And he really does hold his own with Batman. Like He makes Batman fight himself. Yeah. That's yeah, what's and so I great think- about him. Yeah, and that's probably the scariest thing, to be honest. Like fighting with our own self and our own mental Demons. issues, our own our own problems. That's truthfully the scariest thing in the whole world. Yeah, because those are the things that we haven't defeated yet that you're now presented with. And yep. Scarecrow is great because he shows that side of Batman. That yeah, you can defeat anybody else, but can you defeat your your own demons? Oh, exactly. He's a great and really, that's what makes Batman so great in and of itself is the villains are such a reflection of Batman himself that that's, I think, one of the reasons why that show and why that comic are so great. Exactly. I couldn't agree with more. What would you say is the top five? Oh, top five, um, top five villains? Top, top five, five villains. villains. Can I can I go all across the board, like all fans? Absolutely, fandoms? go for it. Oh, man. If we're doing like full on, like if it's anything like in my repertoire, mm-hmm. um... I'm always going to say Scarecrow number one because it's a completely biased opinion. Um, <laughs> it's like, Jen, do you love the new Tim Burton film? Yes, I do. But it was terrible. I don't care. It's it's one of those things. It's like Scarecrow's always going to be number one. Um, I would say, to back those up, I would say I really love Polaris, even though she's not really a villain necessarily. She can be in her own right. Um, Which one's Polaris? You have to, you have to. Polaris, uh, Marvel. Um, she's Magneto's daughter. She does kind of a flip flop. Um, right now in the the TV show The Gifted, she is kind of um, she's a little flip floppy. So I would consider her to be kind of like a villain in her own right. I really like her, especially in that show. Uh, Emma Dumont is an amazing actress. Um, she's fantastic. I would say I'm going to throw in Jigsaw in there from the Saw franchise. Oh, like, you looked one. great like that. Not, thank you. Um, not necessarily, um, like, I don't like the girl that takes over after him. I think it's like the third one. After the third one, it's like, shut the shut the TV off. It's done. We're not, we're not talking about the other ones. But um, Jigsaw in, in a whole, I really like as a villain in the terms of like, he truthfully will pick up a complete and total douchebag like someone that really has a lot to work with like in his life like is really rich and but is a complete and total dick to everybody around him is entitled is um is one of those people that you're just like wow you have everything but you literally have nothing because you don't care about anybody else but yourself he'll take one of those people and be like ha now you're chained to a vent and you have to saw your freaking leg off what's more important to you yeah Yeah. what's more important to you living or um dying of your own like your own asshole ways like so i really like that because of the fact that it really it made me almost look at my own self and go 
well, would Jigsaw ever pick me up out of, you know, out of a parking deck and be like, you're, you've done awful things with your life. Look at all the good things that you could have done, but you didn't. I'm like, no, he probably wouldn't. He'd probably be like, she's doing right. Uh, Cause like I do all the, I do hospital visits. I go to like, mm-hmm. I always try to, um, do good things with my life. So yeah. I really, really, really like that aspect and that, that vision that they had for, for Jigsaw as a, as a character. Um, who Jigsaw like as a concept is almost an anti-hero, but it's his methods that are villain. Exactly. He yes, I can line. agree with you more on that one. Yeah, because he is he is very anti-hero, um, but also like his methods are like, whoa, man, dude, you could have easy. We could you could have scaled it back a little away. bit. Yeah, maybe yeah. he just needs some therapy. Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. <laughs> send him a nice email. Maybe some flowers. Yeah. Maybe some other shit's going on. Yeah, exactly. So um, he does have have some pretty hardcore methods. Um, so yeah, that around. would <laughs> I would say. Oh, uh, Green Goblin from Marvel. Ooh, is, classic. He's I love him. Um, I not only cosplay him, but I really love Green Goblin. Yeah, I'm starting um, to see a theme here with the villains. These are all the ones that you've done before. It's yeah, and it, it's mainly because like whenever I find a villain that I really enjoy or really look at and go okay i i like them let me really get into their their backstory um like scarecrow and i have very similar backstories in the terms of like abuse and bullying so i really resonate with him and i think that's why i always put him at number one also biased opinion but he has a very similar backstory to me so i tend to look at him and be like wow he went this way and i went that way with like I do good with my life, he was like kill the Batman. <laughs> like <laughs> so, you know, what can I do to to like demolish Gotham City? Whereas like he could have used his powers to like fix, you know, fix mm-hmm. things and because he had a doctor and all this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with um with Green Goblin. Um he he's a very intelligent person. He's um he cares about his family. He cares about like all this and that, but like he goes a little over the top and he goes like, "I'm gonna go this way and go crazy and you know whatever." But um, I really like his aesthetic too. Even in the movie, like people were like complaining about like his his armor set, and I was like, "Yo, that's a that's a pretty pretty nice armor set." Have you really looked at it? Like it's really nice. Armor sets um, are tough because every time you change a medium or you have to try to adapt something, it always ends up, you always end up kind of making somebody upset with stylistically with choices like that. Every time. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, you're looking at the new like birds of prey, Harley pictures and people like some people are freaking the fuck out because they're like, you know, she has all this crazy stuff on. That's not red and black. It's not pink and blue. It's like all these crazy colors. I'm like, in the movies, I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be breaking up with Joker. Girl wants to party. She wants to have fun. Like she doesn't want to be like, you know, subdued colors. It would. It's like any girl that has a breakup. We want to like, we want to do that like whole pretty like look and and make ourselves all nice and you know be you like rebel hey, a little at, bit. You got to yeah. Rebel look at what you're self. missing. Yeah, look at what you're missing. Um, but yeah, so um, definitely Green Goblin on on that aspect. Talking about Green Goblin, yeah. I cannot get over his mode of transportation. That is the closest I, you're ever going to get to like a flying carpet. I know. I I love it so much. 
And every time that I wear Green Goblin, they're like, are you going to get one of the hoverboards? And I'm like, one, I am an extremely accident-prone person. I will run into a wall and break through the wall. (laughs) Well, I guess can't Um, be a supervillain. We've crossed that out of prospective (laughs) occupations for you in the future. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not not in that transportation, at least. Um, (laughs) Could you imagine a a supervillain that uses a Prius? (laughs) He would be be the quietest villain of all time. Oh, if he has a Tesla? Oh, my God. I oh god a Tesla yes that's what we call a little night cruising when you turn the lights off and just run up on a bitch yes exactly (laughs) I'm the Um, mobile ninja (laughs) I would say um because what are we at five now um yeah this will be the fifth one yeah this is fifth I I don't want to put Harley in in that position only because she has changed a lot over the years and now she's actually working with Batman on a lot of stuff you can Um, pick a generation Oh yeah. Um I mean the original, I mean the the absolute original jester style Harley Quinn. She's amazing. Um OG she's style. such a power character. Mm-hmm. And I love I love the fact that they I forgot the actress's name, but um Harley Quinn was do- designed off of a what is it? A sitcom that like a daytime soap opera sitcom. Wow, really? That was yes. And they made her off what? of off of this character. And they got the woman that played the um, the design concept. They got that actress to do Harley Quinn's voice in the originals. Oh, I didn't so, know that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's Nailed it was it. so like I ran across that as um, just a random thing, and I was like, oh my god! And so I went in and looked at the costume, and the costume's kind of different, but you can see where they got the idea from, um, where the inspiration came from. Yeah. Like, that's going to bother me what that woman's name is. Oh, uh, Paul Dini, Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives? She's based off a Days of Our Lives character. Yes, and if you actually look at it, her her jester costume is pink and blue, and it's it's also the the Harley Quinn, like, um, different colors. Like, the sleeves are, one's pink, one's blue. On the The pink side, it's the blue. (laughs) Yeah, and um, it's Eileen Sorkin is... um, who she was based off of. So. Speaking of the circus and villains, I see that you are an It fan. I am. Oh, I could have put him in top five to him. But oh, he is like the ultimate villain, Ugh. in my opinion. You, we, we've unlocked him. the seal. Morgan is now talking about her favorite book. <laughs> this is the It portion of the podcast. He just yes. preys off of your deepest fears and your belief. Oh my goodness! I'm sit over here and, and drink I a while. actually, we, uh, my husband and I are actually planning on doing a photo shoot. Like, I have, I have a uh, Shredder costume, and we're planning on doing kind of the same concept with it in with Shredder. Um, but oh, I have sweet. a red-eared slider turtle, so we want Cleo to be, um, which is my turtle's name. We oh. want him to defeat me as it because that's because oh, he's the turtle. Yes, yes. So we we really want to do that. And he's very photogenic and he actually poses for photos, um, which is insane. And you wouldn't think that would be a normal thing. But I swear, I've actually taken him out as Shredder and I'm I'm holding him. And people are like, oh, can we get a picture of you and your turtle? That's so cute. And he will pull himself out of his shell, turn his head to the side, like to where it's like like a nice profile. And he'll sit like that while they get pictures. And they're like... (laughs) One dude was like, is your turtle posing? And I was like, yeah, he does that on his own. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you should say, yes, I've trained him to do that. I'm incredible. <laughs> no, like mother, no, like son. Yeah, he just knows. 
Um, but yeah, I really want to get pictures of me as as a uh, Harley Wise, as I call her, and Cleo, just because that would be the cutest thing ever. <laughs> that would be so adorable. Well, I will drink to that. Uh, a theme of the podcast is that we we always take a shot to kind of start things off, uh, but I think this is a perfect time to drinking to photogenic turtles. Morgan, what do you think? I agree. The turtle saves all. And Morgan, what are we drinking today? Oh, this is New Amsterdam vodka. And Jenny, you're actually drinking with us as well. What do you have on your end? Um, I can't pronounce it, but it is a uh, Belarusian vodka. Ooh, very nice. Well, yeah. I'd say uh, uh, cheers to remote drinking. So, who do you think did it better? Do you think that Tim Curry did it better or that other guy that has an Skarsgård? Unpronounced- I was going to say, I don't know how to say that. Bill Skarsgård? Yeah, who do you um, think did it better? I, to be honest, I think actually both of them did did the character justice. Um, diplomatic. Mm-hmm. What I what I think that was I think the best part about both of the movies is because is both of them basically covered the entire book, like the first half of the book, like they literally covered everything. If you watch those two movies together, you cover a lot of the book without having a lot of pieces cut out. Um, minus the uh, the kid orgy. Minus yeah, the minus kid the orgy. kid orgy. Yeah, they cut Which that I was for a very good reason. <laughs> I, people are like, what would you ever say to your favorite author? And I'd be like, can you please explain to me? I have two things. Can you please explain to me what's going on with your pee fetish? And number two, what the fuck's up with the kid orgy in it? Please tell yeah. me what it is. Stephen King yeah. has some weird fetishes that he will just he's... not shut up about. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a very weird man. But then again, he brought us some weird books that have made millions of dollars so i mean eh, you know he does him and he the lord gives the lord taketh maybe we're the real monsters he does say that humans are the real monsters that's what it's like it's it's the frankenstein story Mm -hmm. but yeah i think with um with both of them i think they brought their own flair to it Mm -hmm. um i lean more towards Skarsgård because like i didn't grow up with the original it movie like i grew up on horror movies which is a very weird thing but age two i started watching horror movies which is not good parenting (laughs) but (laughs) hey you know what it's the it was the 80s and 90s it's fine no big deal but um yeah i grew up with like horror movies but i at the time was more into um i was big into michael myers at the time like i loved everything about michael myers as a small child which is weird so it didn't really resonate with me the same way so i was like oh okay this is cool um why is the the grand wizard from worst witch uh as a clown okay this is weird um <laughs> which is an amazing movie if anybody has not seen that which is worst witch um it's very dated at this point but it's so cute but it didn't resonate with me the same way. And then whenever I rewatch or whenever I watched um, the newer one, I was like, my eyes kind of glazed over and I was like, I'm going to make this costume. So <laughs> it just like, <laughs> I thought that's that this what costume- happened. And then two weeks later I had Harley wise and I'm like, I don't oh. know how this happened. <laughs> like magic. So that was, that was why it resonated with me more probably because like I could see the costume in my head so I think that it all boils down to like timing, not mm-hmm. necessarily characters in the way that they portrayed it. So, because personally, I think that Skarsgård did like the better. Like they dressed him better. That's like very true to how the book describes him. Is Skarsgård yes. the new one? Yes. Okay, I was lost. I have not seen either movie. Uh, Skarsgård, he uh, they look so similar at the same age. Like 
like when you put them side by side, they could be brothers. Yes. But I think that Tim did like, I think he portrayed him better, how he like moves and acts. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, they, I think they both did excellent in their, their own rights. Like putting them up against each other, like as to who's better and who's, you know, who did it more justice. It's like, there were pieces of each that were like spot on with the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, I know that. Uh, so you were talking a little bit about like about timing as far as like cosplay goes. Mm-hmm. How do you pick what you're going to do next? Is it just inspiration? Do you follow a pattern or a curve? Or can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, tell me, not Morgan. <laughs> She's not sometimes it is. Um, <laughs> it is one of those things where something really pops out and I'm like, dear God, I need this in my life. Um, um I ended up joining a group, and I always say her name wrong. Um, I think someone is like, no, it's Kesa or something like that. But it's, um, I always say Kesa, which is my Chicago coming out. Um, <laughs> oh, you're but, from Chicago? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm from Illinois in general, but yeah. Kesa from uh, League of Legends. Um, she, yeah. like, whenever they did that Kata pop star music yeah, yeah. video my eyes like glazed over and i was like looking at her going i want to make this but those wings look hard and <laughs> um one of my friends was like i i decided i was like don't do it just chill out you're not there yet the level up level up hasn't happened yet for the for you to be able to do wings yet and one of my friends was like hey we're gonna do a group uh do you want to join and i was like maybe it depends who do you have left and she was the one who they had left Oh, they were like, oh, we have everybody yeah, but her. Yeah. And I was like, this is a sign. So I, mean, I ended up no, making her. No, it's a her. setup. <laughs> it was a you setup. know it's difficult when no one the, else took it. Yeah, the cosplay god spoke. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. And um, a month later, I had the whole costume. Wow. Um, so, so you kind of pushed yourself a little bit to go in that direction. Yeah. This year, um, this year I decided that um, I'm going to force myself to achieve more and reach for greater items like not not just stick to my usual body suits and stuff just to like like actually push myself and try to make myself better that's important to do i don't don't think people understand that that if you want to get better at something there's definitely times where that level up happens per se but there's mm -hmm. other times where you have to you have to push yourself a little bit without biting off more than you can chew that's a tough balance that's tough it is an insanely tough balance, but um, yeah, sometimes I'll I'll have moments like that. Most of the time, like I had already set aside um, the beginning of the year because I knew that Birds of Prey started filming in January. I sound like a stalker, seriously. Um, you are it's okay. Knew- You're amongst friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I knew that Birds of Prey started filming in January of this year, so I was like, I had already set aside money. I set aside time, and I was like, okay you have to like right once they start releasing the pictures start going and searching for the items um online because at that point everything is either on sale uh clothing wise if it's similar um or if it's the exact same thing as hers like i found a bunch of um like in one of the recent shots she has like glittery sequined silver pants on mm-hmm. and i was like i can find these and lo and behold i found them at forever 21 and i was like done buying them because they were on sale because they had already been on you know in stock for so long that they were in the sale items because whenever they bought them for birds of prey they were probably just released oh that's a good point that when when the costume designers get it it's 
full price, exactly. but you're only hearing about it monthly. I didn't think about that. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, I I searched that up. And I also have um, a few Harley Quinn girl, like girlfriends that like I've been sending that stuff to. And I'm like, do not wait on this. Go ahead and get them now because you will not find them anymore. You're like like already... money, the guy. The guy with mad money. Buy, buy, buy. Exactly. And so um, some things on there I knew that um, I would be able to find for, you know, inexpensively or whatever. Um, some things like some of her shoes are expensive as hell. Like they were like $350. I was like, no. Shoes are always expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would go on like AliExpress and find similar so I can just repaint them or re- redo whatever to them. Um, so I knew this, this beginning of the month, um, or this beginning of the year, I was allotting time and money and energy to go towards making the birds of prey Harley and all the variations thereof, because I knew I was going to do it eventually might as well, you know, pay attention and look for stuff. So it's well all about, it. yeah, it's, it's about like how I've, how I've kind of learned over the years, um, it's a but combination sometimes... of passion with that timing. You're like, you know, you're going to do it. You know, it's going to happen. Might as well hit it while the iron's hot. Exactly. So um, that's how some things end up coming to fruition. Some things are just like, just one of those things that they've been on the back burner for a really long time. And I've pulled them off because of timing, because um, like I had a friend that um, he runs a, uh, a local con called uh, Robotic Rodeo, which is a uh, steampunk convention. And I don't do steampunk, but I was like, well, Gadget from Rescue Rangers has been on my list for like four years. Pull her off. Let's Let's get her done. So I ended up making her for the Robotic Rodeo because, I mean, she's about as steampunk as that show was going to get. And um, so, yeah, it's all it's all about like what's going to work at this moment or what has really smacked me in the face, like, you know, like the League of Legends character. So. So with that, with smaller cons, just because you brought it up, me and Morgan, we did our first convention where we actually had a table. We did our mm-hmm. went first in public, which for podcasters is a big deal because we're so used to it just is. talking to people in our own little safe space. So mm-hmm. we did this first convention. It was a smaller convention. The turnout wasn't great, I think, objectively. Uh, when you cosplay at those smaller conventions, kind of, do you have any tips of advice to kind of help us get through it a little bit more, knowing there's not going to be as much attention? Yeah, for the most part, like whenever you have a booth at like a smaller convention, um, make sure that you you engage with everyone, um, even if someone's just passing by, like being like, hey, how are you guys doing today? Like, and I know for some people it's really hard. Sometimes for me, it's kind of hard. Um, it was luckily- tough. We, we did that. And I think we had the opposite problem where people came up to us that were clearly not going to be people that were going to be interested in our podcast. Oh. But- they don't have anywhere else to go and we're sitting there all day. So we right. got to try to make this work. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's really what it is. And, you know, sometimes people that aren't, that wouldn't necessarily be interested in your podcast, if you are friendly and you're really nice to them and um, you, you kind of give them like a very welcoming feeling, then more than likely they'll, they'll remember you or remember your podcast and maybe refer people to your podcast. That's a good point Um, as well. Yeah. So it might not be for them, but it might be for somebody that they know. Exactly. Like I have people that may not necessarily be interested in like my style cosplay or whatever, but because I'm friendly and I'm very outgoing and I talk to people and 
Um, I like to socialize with them and being very personable. It really does help you in the long run in the terms of like getting people to go, oh yeah, we heard about this podcast. Um, it's not really up my alley, but hey, maybe you would like to to listen to it or whatever. And when you so, do conventions, do you have a booth or do you just walk around? Sometimes I have a booth. Um, it depends. Um, I had a booth at uh, Bull City NC Comic Con uh, last November and it is really nice. Um, but you also have to remind yourself that you either have to have a a booth, what some people call a booth babe, which is yeah. really awkward because my mom was my booth babe. Hot. <laughs> November. Looking like um, a snack over here. Yeah. I was like, hello, mom. You're going to sit here for, while I do my panels. And she's like, cool. All right. I'm like, excellent. <laughs> yeah. No, my mom was a great sport about it. She was, she was amazing. But yeah. So you have to remind yourself, oh yeah, you have to be at the booth. You can't just meander like you normally would. But on the other hand, I feel like I get a lot more people um, that wouldn't normally know who I was or normally like follow me or um, they haven't heard of my name. So they'll they'll be like, oh, who's this person over here? Oh, Jenna, say what? Oh, that's cool. And then I'll, I'll chit chat with them while they're standing by my booth. And um, again, it goes back into that personable aspect. Like I always, you know, talk to people. I like to conversate. Um so they feel a lot more like they have gotten to know me in those few moments or like, you know, however long they've been there. Yeah, they've so only they tend... experienced you for, you know, 10 seconds, but that was a positive 10 seconds for them. And it, even if they're into it or not, that's still right. good for you. Yeah, really so just, I think... good in general. Yeah, I think having a booth is definitely a positive. Um, I enjoy it. Um, if I can get a booth, I, I'll try to get a booth. Um, sometimes it's just not financially feasible, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause like I'll sell prints, but at the same time, I'm also like, I'll maybe sell like a print a con. Oh. Um, it's mainly just like, I have all my snacks <laughs> and I get to, um, have a place where I can actually have like a home base, which is really nice. Yeah. So, that's where you have your resources, like your business cards and your flyers and stuff. It's, exactly. it's just a, a home base for you to promote yourself. That's that when we did ours, it was, we knew it was going to be total loss. We didn't have anything to sell. It was exactly. just, we're just here to meet people. We want to see people and, and interact with them. And uh, we yeah. got that and it was terrifying. <laughs> it was not my favorite experience. Yeah. It's, like getting... it's not for everybody. No, no. We have to do it again though, because as we were saying before, like you have to push yourself. You have to get out there. If you want to get known, you got to go know some people. Exactly. Yes. A hundred percent. As far as conventions go, have you ever had like a weird, awkward, or like maybe even a little misstep oh. that happened? Uh, um, there's, there's cons that I've been to. There were two. Um, and they, I'm pretty sure this, the second one, I'm not going to name drop because I, that's really rude. Cause like one, I like both of them, I was a guest at, but fair game. Um, mm -hmm. don't get anybody <laughs> in trouble. I don't, I don't want to be that asshole. Um, cause it's not necessarily their fault. It's a first year kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been to two, like one was whenever I first, first started in cosplay, it was very poorly run. They, they had almost no space. They did the best that they could with what they had, but the person that ran the convention was, was very um, scatterbrained um. and wasn't 100% on what they wanted at the time anyways. So I like get no clear it direction. Exactly. And, um, and it was in a small town as well, which is fine, which I think is really good for the community, especially for kids. But 
just the way that the con was wearing it was really it wasn't put together very well it was held in like a small building it was it was very crammed good vision bad bad execution and this other one was also the same it was like a bad it was a a great idea bad execution um it was also in a small town they they were very scattered on like how to judge the costume competition they they were very scattered on like how to run things they they basically wanted to be a big con but had no budget and unfortunately like a lot of their staffing ended up leaving holy because they were pissed yeah um some of the um actual like wrestling celebrities weren't paid (gasps) um yeah it was it was not good it was one of those things where he had high expectations but low budget and you can't you can't do that like from what i understand is like no matter what if you are putting on a con your first year is going to be a bust you will not make anything you will probably have to pay to even have it the second year it's going to be a loss no matter what right the second year is whenever you actually start getting um you start seeing a little bit of profit if you're lucky um because you've gotten your name out that first year so I think that it it was more of, like, that kind of aspect of, like, the depressing side of, like, the convention scene is, like, you know, some people just have really high expectations for their first convention, like, whenever they put it on, and it's not going to be what you're hoping it's going to be year one, period. Just Mm -hmm. not going to do it. So, um, but I made a lot of cool friends on both sides of those two cons, so um, met some really cool people, ended up like friending um a wrestler like a professional wrestler so i was like this is cool this is cool (laughs) yeah at least you made good connections Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so i'm all right with that that's what we found was the most valuable when we did our first convention is that we actually met a lot of really cool people that we've still continued to to talk to and work with a little bit you're also there to network in other words yep that's what i was gonna say is it's all about that networking my favorite thing about the con we just went to. See, we're walking up. We have all of our shit. And so many people are like behind us. And I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be so many people. Turns out there's a gem show in the building right next to ours. Like, oh no. Yeah. Almost all of those people went over there. I was like, oh. man. As we're walking up, I was like, man, there are a lot of like grandmas here. I didn't know grandmas were into anime. And it turns out, no, they really like gems. We should have got they a booth do. at the gem convention. <laughs> That's a gem of an idea. Oh! oh. <laughs> I'll drink to Nicely that, Morgan. Done. I just took a drink. I didn't even do the clink. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got like overzealous. I to do it. <laughs> I, sorry, I, I came at it really quick. Yeah, you did. I, went, <laughs> I got overzealous. I was like, yeah, I'm going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were talking about stalkers. Speaking of which... Oh, I yes. see that you did a uh, cosplay of Fifi O'Hara. I did. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever get to meet Fifi? I did. Oh my gosh. It was the most magical experience of my life. Um, reason being is because um, I went to RuPaul's Drag uh, <gasps> drag Race, like the, the touring one um, that, oh my God. that Fifi was on. And I had brought my um an- or my Cynthia doll for my Angelica Pickles cosplay. Aww. And because I was like, I really want Fifi to sign this. This is gonna be weird. 
And I met Fifi and I was like, I'm a really big fan. I absolutely adore you. You're amazing. You're a great person. Um, can I ask you something really weird? And Fifi's like, yeah, absolutely. And I go, can you sign my Cynthia doll? And Fifi grabs my arm and goes, are you a cosplayer? And I go, yes. And then Fifi goes, what is your cosplay handle? And I looked at her and I was like, Jenna, say what? And she goes, shut up. And I go, why? And Phoebe's like, no, seriously, what's your what's your cosplay handle? And I go, Jenna, say what? And she goes, you are kidding me. And I was like, no. no. <laughs> and Phoebe goes, you are the reason that I didn't do Angelica Pickles on my, my 100 days of cosplay or whatever that she did a few years back. Oh my She's God. like, that's why I did Cynthia instead, because I saw a picture of you as Angelica, and I knew I couldn't do it better than you. And oh my God. <laughs> My friend comes out from behind me and she goes, what did you just say? Oh my God. What? <laughs> with my, with my glass of wine in her hand. Like, cause Fifi she went and grabbed us wine. Yeah. I was like, I started to almost cry and she goes, it would be an honor for me to, um, to sign your Cynthia doll. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like almost in tears. And that like, incredible. I, I lost my mind at that moment. And I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is the most incredible experience I've ever had in my life. And, um, she ended up starting to follow me on social media as well. Um, and then she was throwing up a bunch of, um, old, old costumes from, um, from her doing like, you know, drag shows and stuff and her, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race promo outfit she was selling. And I jumped on that. I jumped on it so hard. I was like, I want this outfit. I need it. I was like, I love Fifi. And I just, I want to have something of her legacy in my house. And I ended up winning the bid, which I thought was insane because it was like, I think I spent $80 on it. And it looks and was, awesome. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I ended up, um, cause she sent out an email to like all the people and was like, Hey, I'm going to be on tour. Just so you know, just so you're not wondering where your stuff is. This is where it's at. Um, send me a, um, send me your t-shirt size and I'm going to send you a Fifi O'Hara shirt on top of whatever you purchased as like a thank you. And I sent her, yeah, I sent her an email back and I was like, hi Fifi, this is uh, Jenna Say What. I, I met you at RuPaul's Drag Race. Hopefully you remember me. Um, I bought this. I'm really happy to have this. Um, and is it weird if I wear it as a cosplay to cosplay you? And she sends me a message back and I was like, she's like, I am so happy that you have my, my RuPaul's Drag Race, like my, my actual costume from it. It makes me happy that it's in your hands. And yes, absolutely. I remember you. And I ended up um, posting about it that I was going to cosplay her. And I was like, hopefully I can get this wig right. Fifi sends me a direct message and is like, let me help you with this wig, girl. I'm like, I was like, that was the coolest experience of my life. I was like, I will, I don't think I'll ever top it. Um, and I, everybody says how, like, they always complain about her being such a shitty person or whatever. I'm like, well, once she was portrayed, she was supposed to be the villain of the show that season. Yeah. And I'm like, would an actual villain, like, put on a show to help Puerto Rico whenever they had all that stuff happen, like all the hurricane, like she did a full show, um, and got all these drag Queens from RuPaul's drag race to do a free show where every single cent went to the victims of the hurricane. That's so, 
Yeah, so I was like, she's not a villain. Look at the good shit that she does. So, um, but yeah, that was such a great experience. It was, it's going to forever, like, I'll go senile. I won't remember a damn thing, but I will still remember that. That sounds awesome. I'm glad that uh, that worked out. And, and the fact that she, that they know who you were and just hearing your name out loud and just like, oh, I'm making a difference. Yeah, I was like, whenever that happened, I was like, I thought that my knees were going to give out because I wasn't, I was like, is she fucking with me or is this like for real? But yeah, it was for real. I'm so glad that there was an awesome story behind that because when I saw the Fifi O'Hara cosplay, I was like, oh my God, I've got to ask about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's got to be one of my favorite stories with cosplay related. Well, since oh. we're done talking about the good, I, I have another uh, question about the bad because that's a, oh, just yeah. the type of person I am. Because you do so much online, inevitably, you are going to have weirdos that are reaching out to you, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, a lot. And I remember uh, we actually interviewed uh, just an Instagram model one time. Phenomenal interview. And she also said that she gets these all the time. Are are there any that stand out to you that that are either really just really off the wall or even so off the wall they're funny? Gross. Um, I... It's kind of funny, but, like, um, from time to time, I'll get, like, some people will just, like, send me dick pics. And <laughs> I, know this, I know that that's obvious. Like, duh, of course they're going to. But Isn't that I, sad you have to say that? Duh, of course people are going to send you dick pics. But I, the first, like, recently, the first time that someone did that, like, I perked up and I was like, my time has come. I went <laughs> on to Google. I went on to Google, turned safe search off literally downloaded every penis I could possibly get oh. my hands on and then just fucking let him fly. Oh, I no. just sent every flew. single one of them back to him. And he ended up blocking <laughs> and deleting me on Instagram. Nice. I what felt like I won. Expecting? I, be like, I feel oh, like I yes. won. I think yeah, totally exactly. Won. I always wonder about people that send dick pics. It's like, what is the ideal situation that's going to happen after that? Right? They're just going to be like, yes, that dick's appealing after no conversation whatsoever. Or maybe, do you want a dick pic? No questions like that. Just, here's my penis. I, if anybody that's listening takes anything that I say, like, you know, advice-wise, take my advice. When someone sends you a dick pic, don't get upset. Just go on Google, safe search off, grab all those dick pics and just send them right back. <laughs> that motherfucker is going to be so upset and he's going to block and delete you. It is magical. <laughs> let me tell you. I was like, I won. Like, I, felt like, <laughs> I felt that like the internet should have given me a trophy through my phone. Like, so I could be like, thank you. <laughs> well, thank we you. will give you a trophy, the maximum mediocrity, <laughs> best reply trophy. Here it is. Thank you. Thank you. We'll give you that recognition. One of the my favorite replies to those like unsolicited dick pics is somebody said back to them is, okay, now what's it look like hard? <laughs> oh my God. That's good. I think my favorite unsolicited dick story I have personally is I was like conversing with this person on, you know, the classy uh, Tinder and mm -hmm. I didn't have my phone to like on me to be like, no, please don't send me a dick pic. Uh, it was, I'm going to send you a dick pic. And then he sends me the smallest penis I've ever seen with <gasps> the confidence of a man that had an eight inch long schlong. <laughs> I have to admit, like, that's, you know, I can, I can appreciate that. It's like, man, you are tiny as hell, but you are so confident right now. I, I want confidence like that. 
Where's my where's my big dick confidence? What is this? <laughs> that big dick energy is what you Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, like I don't get too many, but when I do, I, I have a lot of fun with it because I'm like, hey, 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 go to Google. And my husband's probably like, Why are all these why are all these dick pics on your on your uh, Google Drive? I'm like, Don't worry about it. But no, he knows. Honey, you have a terabyte of dicks <laughs> yeah. on your computer. We need to talk. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he knows about it. <laughs> and that still confuses me. Like, really, like, as a guy, like, I have never once gone, I should totally just send my dick to somebody. Like, I've never been like, that's going to work. That's going to work in my favor. I don't understand guys that think that's going to work. It blows my fucking mind. So I apologize from the penis side. Every guy that I talk to that's friends with me, they're like, I don't understand. I'm like, because you're apparently a normal person. <laughs> So I have one more question about your, a few more questions about your actual cosplay work. Yeah. Uh, so when did cosplay become cos work? Like when it's always been work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like whenever I first started, it didn't like I tend to go like if I find something I really, really, really love and I'm really passionate about, I will always try to put as much of myself into it and put a lot of my time and energy into it. So I guess, like, realistically, it's always kind of been, like, cost work. Like, a lot of my stuff I don't get paid for. Um, so, I mean, it's, like, it's free work, I guess. Yeah, it's um, just passion projects. Yeah, it's passion project. And um, But, I mean, like, I'm constantly um, – I'm trying to, like, be able to juggle um, doing, like, cost work versus, like, my husband and I are going out to dinner, put the phone away, stop messaging, <laughs> like, stop, like – checking your analytics and stop checking like you know your messenger and stuff and um it's so it's easy to get it's obsessive one, mm-hmm. exactly so it's it's a constant juggle it's a constant like um i always call it uh riding the wave of whatever like i always pr- picture myself in like a cute little like inner tube in the ocean just kind of like riding those waves going okay you gotta you gotta chill out for a second. Oh, there's the other wave. Like, so it's kind of like that balance of being able to be like, here's the calm portion. Okay, here's a little wave. Cool. Okay. So yeah, you kind of have to you have to ride those waves of it and kind of learn how to how to monetize your time a little bit better, which is like my hardest part. But I'm I'm slightly getting better about it. But it's always been like work <laughs> yeah it's a tough balance and yeah there really is no perfect way to juggle it but you're right i think at least at the best at least what i've learned from doing the podcast is if you can allocate one hour to this and then one hour to that to literally allocate that time to i'm gonna do this now and then later i have my life my actual personal life is really the best way i think you could do it honestly yeah i agree totally agree so i have one more question about a cosplay i saw that you did yeah what was the inspiration for Chola Venus Sailor? Okay, so again, First goes off, what back is to that? it goes goes into my um my nineties thing. Like I've <laughs> some people are like, Jen, you're kinda you're kinda tapping your toe into like um into the realm of like, you know, it a Chola is like, you know, a Latin girl and I'm like, I get that, but I also grew up in the nineties where that was like a that was girl, a thing. Like a chola was like your own superhero. Like I look at cholas as like superheroes because they're like strong girls that like yes. know what they're about. They know what they like. They got the makeup. They got the hair. They got the attitude. And I'm like, God, oh, I just want that so bad. <laughs> like 
um, I have friends that are Hispanic and I'm like, is this okay? And they're like, girl, you're looking at us like a superhero. Yes, it's fine. I'm like, cool. Excellent. <laughs> um, but I had came across, um, an artwork, um, this guy, Evie artwork, um, he made, um, kind of like Chola Sailor Moon, like Sailor Scouts and <laughs> he had awesome. a Venus one. And I was like, my eyes just got big and I was like, oh my God, I love this one so much. And I had, I had to do it. And I kind of, since doing his exact rendition, I've kind of added to mine to make her a little bit more in that like nineties kind of Chola look. Again, it kind of does like some people are like, oh, well, you know, you're you're not Hispanic. I'm like, one, I don't know for sure because, yeah, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> you I just that? assume my race. Dude. Yeah. Well, I'm also adopted, so I'd have no idea for real, though. Um, so it's one of those things. Well, I'm half adopted, I should say. But um, so I'm not 100 percent sure about my race. So I'm like, one, I don't know. Um, but. At the same time, I'm portraying it in the terms of, like, I literally, as a child, looked at girls that were Hispanic and being like, wow, you guys are so cool and so, like, strong. And you know what you want. You know how to say no, which is, like, my biggest problem is, like, I can't say no. And, um, like, having that strong, like, power power woman kind of thing. And I was like, I strong, love that. Strong, independent so. woman don't need no man. Yeah, so I was like, I ended up kind of adding that to my my pinup Sailor Venus or my my Chola Sailor Venus just because it was like I love everything about that that aesthetic. It's so powerful to me, and like it's a powerful in a real life kind of way, not in like a a drawn cartoon. It's a powerful way in like real life. Mm-hmm. Like these women really exist. Awesome. Well, we have one more thing for you before we let you off the hook here. Because mm-hmm. for your cosplay, we notice you do so much Harley Quinn, but how much do you really know about Harley Quinn? We have the oh, official boy. Maximum Mediocrity Pop Quiz. Oh, man. For Harley I hope Quinn. that I can actually do this because I got Scarecrow down like hardcore. I see. And Harley's that. slightly more, but yeah, I can. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Let's see how you do. So the way the quiz works, it is five questions total. If you get three, then, you, then you've then you gotten majority and you win. And that means that me and Morgan are not very good at making quizzes. Uh, so therefore, if you uh, win, then me and Morgan have to take an additional shot. Other than the one that we did at the podcast, which I'm still feeling. Morgan, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling it, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love that. So Jenna, are you ready to take the official Harley Quinn Maximum Mediocrity Pop Quiz? Yes. Question one. What is Harley Quinn's real name? Harleen Quinzel. Perfect. She's on the board. Uh, that's Yay. one. That's easy. We, we, we want to throw softballs at you. Don't get overconfident there, Jenna. I hear it in your I voice. Will. She's already going. <laughs> I will try not to. I'm like, oh, God, I'm bad at quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. What song does Harley Quinn sing in the Batman animated series? She sings a oh, song. Oh, shit. Like in any episode or like in a certain episode? Any episode. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. We do have multiple choice for this question if you're not sure. But if you want to try to do it without the multiple choice, you are welcome to. Oh, my God. Um, I might have to do multiple choice because it's been so long since I've seen the animated series. It's okay. I think I've only seen like some. No judgment here. No judgment here. One, all I want for Christmas is you. Two, 
Say we're sweethearts again. Three. Baby one more time. Say we're sweethearts again. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. Okay. Two for two. I Was need to guess? rewatch that show for real, though. Hit me, but baby, one more time. <laughs> she should have sang that one, to be completely honest. But again, I would have loved to have kid. seen that. I'm a '90s kid, so of course I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that one. Question three: Where did Harley first show up as a new character? Did she show up in the Batman? Like, in the magazine? Or the Batman animated series? Batman animated series. Correct! Yay! I only know that because of the fact that I know where her costume came from. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a nice one. So you've already technically won. Let's see if you can go five for five. Oh, okay. <laughs> Question four. I, I, if you don't get this, I'm actually going to be offended. <laughs> Personally offended. Oh, no. We're not friends anymore. Oh, no! What was Harley's occupation before she became... A fucking psychopath. She, I didn't even get through the fucking question. She already got it. <laughs> it's because psychiatrists and, and counselors are the best. Go to a psychiatrist and a counselor. They're uh, your to friends. Be, <laughs> to be fair, she was an intern psych, psychologist. That's true, yeah. She wasn't even a full, yeah. She didn't even make it through the full schooling yet. She's like, this is hard. Goodbye. <laughs> I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, fuck totally that. People are sad. I'm leaving. I'm scared for the fifth one. <laughs> Who is the creator of the character Harley Quinn? Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, Stanley, or Todd McFarlane and T Tim Glenback? It was the first one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I heard you say Paul Dini earlier in the episode, yeah, and Paul, you should have yeah. seen my face. I was like, no! Yeah, it's the first. Yeah, because... I even referenced that earlier, so yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've been foiled! The one that I actually put on the quiz! Well, yeah, <laughs> I because... I googled it I knew. Yeah, it's because I, again, I... Whenever I learned that, that little tidbit of information, I was like, well, this is so cool! But yeah, you guys should totally check out that, that outfit, because you can see where it was modeled off of her. And what's the best is, like, watch the video of her do it, too. And you can see it's... It's like the Harley before Harley. It's like, it's awesome. Like, it's such a cool little, like, factoid. But, yeah. You did Katsukan, right, Jenna? Yes. Okay, yes, I did. Sure. Yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, Jessica Neger, she was at Katsukan, I believe. Oh. Yes, I saw her um, in real time, like, really oh. close. But I tried I to get know. a selfie with her, but I couldn't. Um, my friend Tegan mm. was actually a part of that group. She's Saya Cat Cosplay, um, and she was Farah, And she looked magical i was oh. like girl you're so pretty look at this look at um but and i, I had look, big ass wings on too so it was interesting i always look at, at jessica negri as i don't know i guess this is a sign that i'm getting older because like i look at her pictures and when i was like i don't know 20 years old i was like oh man it's so fucking hot and then what like now older i go god that's a lot of fucking work to keep that shape <laughs> yep yeah more respect but I'll, t I'll cheers to that cheers Fuck. Ugh. It's like not. You guys even... got to get the real Russian vodka, man. Well, it it's hard to get. We actually, uh, my husband's family sneaks it in. Um, not even you sneaks it in. They get through customs, but yeah, we get um, the real Russian vodka if we're gonna do shots of it. See, I'm also like I'm I'm Polish, 
and the Polish are known for their for their vodka well. So I would love to also yep. get my hands on some good Polish vodka. Um, I've actually had it. My grandma went to Poland maybe five years ago, and gotta oh. tell you, that shit is that's just uh, it's rough. It it was very rough. I want to say I've never been drunker, but then I forgot about this Christmas Eve. <laughs> it was in an I don't remember it. That's how it went. That's how good it was. Mm-hmm. Are there any cosplayers that you like? You look up to right now. Who, who are your like ones that you're looking out on? Um, I always look up to um, like I, I always plug my friends whenever it comes to like people that I look up to, mainly because I see their work, I watch their work intently because they're on my Facebook, they're on my social media. Like Saya Cat cosplay, she's killing it right now. Jackie Craft is another person; she's absolutely killing the game right now um, with her stuff. She's doing excellent work. Yeah, like, as for that, and then, like, um, I do have friends that do amazing work, like, locally as well, like, um, Charlie Rocket, um, I always look at her and be like, girl, how are you pulling this stuff out, and you have two babies, like, it's insane, in terms of, like, time management, I have amazing, like, pinup friends that do beautiful, beautiful pinup cosplays and things, yeah, so, I mean, I, I tend to look up to my friends in that aspect, um, like Scarlet Spitfire, she does amazing work as well. Um, so again, those are the people always... you're looking up to right now. Yeah. I don't tend to look up to like big name cosplayers cause I don't know them. So I don't, it's weird. Like I don't, I have that like disconnect. I understand. Um, Surround yourself so, with yeah. people you aspire to be like. Exactly. So yeah, like those, those people are amazing and they're really killing the game right now as well. So yeah. Up and comers are more fun to watch anyway. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, hell, that's like the whole concept of our show. But <laughs> that is the concept, actually. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so we're. Well, I think we're we're starting to run out of time here. Uh, yeah. So can you tell us again, uh, like where people can find you and what's going on in your life? Yes. Um. As for social media stuff, um. Again, the easiest way is uh, jennasaywhat.com and be able to um go from there. But Facebook is jennasaywhatofficial. Then Instagram and Twitter are both Jenna underscore say underscore what. Most of the time you can find it just by searching Jenna say what. And as for things I got going on right now, um, working on all the Birds of Prey stuff. Um, I'm currently getting ready for Oak City Comic Con, which I will have um, a couple of panels. And that one is next month on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Um, I'm doing a um, a panel on... Uh, cosplay like a basic cosplay which we call from zero to cosplay um doing that panel um doing my usual it's not your fault panel which is a panel about overcoming abuse and bullying through cosplay um which is super helpful so if you are in the uh raleigh area um during that time and you are coming to oak city definitely hit us up um if you are interested in that kind of subject matter um it's really worth it yeah, um, working on getting other stuff, other things, uh, con stuff going on. Like, uh, I'm hoping to um, hear back from, what is it, Raleigh Supercon, if I am a guest in there. If not, then I definitely have panels for sure. So, yeah. Those Sounds are like you're busy. Much, yeah, I'm always, I'm always doing something. There's always something going on, so... Well, that's awesome. And thank you so much for being on the show with us. Is there anything that you would tell just as parting advice for a new cosplayer that's getting into the scene? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
just have fun. And everybody's going to say that. That's like your standard, like, just have fun. But, you know, do what you want to do. Make the cosplay that you want to want to cosplay. Don't worry about your age. Don't worry about your sex. Don't worry about um, your the color of your skin. Make the costume that you enjoy. Don't don't be like, well, I'm black. I can't be Harley Quinn. Yes, girl, you can. Or yes, dude, you can. You can do whatever you want. Like, be the character that that speaks to you. Be comfortable if you need to remove things or, you know, if you're not comfortable in booty shorts, don't wear them. Wear pants I am. instead. I'm very comfortable. He rocks the short oh, shorts. That's awesome. That's, I mean, as long as you're comfortable in it. and you're He's wearing fun, them right now. Do it. Hey, that's awesome. Hey, girl. Uh, hey, hey. But be be comfortable in who who you want to be. Um, change the character how you need to if you if you aren't comfortable in certain aspects of it. Do what makes you happy because ultimately it's you that's rocking that costume. And if you're not comfortable in it, you're gonna be miserable. So mm-hmm. buy it, make it, do whatever you have to do. Just get out there and cosplay. That's awesome. Uh, as a bald guy that wants to do a Lupin the Third cosplay, uh, the, mm-hmm. those words mean a lot to me. <laughs> you get yeah, you that should. Way, do, definitely do it. Like you know, get out there. Do do what makes you happy, man. Like if you want to do that, you should do it. I fully support you. Thank you. Well, Jenna, thank you so so much for for coming on the podcast and doing our first remote interview ever. This is a step in a, in the right direction, I think, for us. Uh, so really, really, we do appreciate you you bearing the technical difficulties with us. Oh my and god, coming absolutely! On the show. Yeah. We had so much no fun. Problem. I had a lot of fun. Does, Same. Is this the level up? It this is. is the level do, up do, for do, us. Do. We've done it! Yay! Ding! <laughs> this is that moment where your Pokemon evolves. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes. listening to the Geekscape Network.